Welcome to World War I Centennial News. This holiday week, we have a special episode for you. We've compiled a one-hour collection of World War I-era holiday music. It includes popular Christmas music of the time, including a wonderful live recording of the fabulous Caruso singing an Italian version of A Holy Night, and even a modern-day rendition of I'll Be Home for Christmas from the contemporary World War I musicians Baritone John Brancy and pianist Peter Dugan. We invite you to play the podcast during this special time for a World War I holiday ambience in memory of those who spent Christmas 1917 apart from their loved ones. My wife Kathy and I wrapped presents to this compilation last night, and it was really lovely. The U.S. World War I Centennial Commission, our founding sponsor, the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, and we here at World War I Centennial News wish you and your family a wonderful holiday. And to start us off for this holiday episode, Rear Admiral Margaret Kibben, Chief of Navy Chaplains, is joining us to send a few words of holiday hope, greeting, and cheer back to 1917 to all the men and women serving at this consequential and decisive moment in our nation's history. Please join her with your thoughts and good wishes as Chaplain Kibben sends our words of thanks and prayer from all of us here today back to them in 1917, in recognition and appreciation for their service and their sacrifice in the war that changed the world. I'd like to start with a reading from the scriptures from 2 Samuel chapter 23, starting at verse 14. David was then in the stronghold, while the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water from the well of Bethlehem, which was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Countrymen, greetings to you. In this holiday season of Christmas, it seems most appropriate to reach out to you in gratitude for your selfless service and sacrifice. We are truly indebted to you, brave heroes, the mighty who go in jeopardy of your lives to ensure that our craving for the preservation of freedom and a virtuous civilization would be sated. For it is you, America's sons and daughters, who have left the comfort of your homes, scattered from small towns to big cities, from countryside to farm communities, to become warriors against evil, risking life and limb in the face of various trials, in the defense of patriotism, comradeship, home, and country. And while we today are heirs to these noble causes for which you fight with unrelenting determination, we have received from you an even greater legacy. The selfless sacrifices you courageously offer are so that we, 100 years later, would come to appreciate with deepest gratitude the dignity of God's creation and the sanctity of peace. You and those who fight this war both with and against you 
represent not just the strength and courage to withstand the untold horrors of war, but the depth of the human spirit that has the capacity for both combat and compassion. The story is often told of your comrades who found themselves on Christmas Eve 1914, only five months after the outbreak of war, singing hymns and Christmas carols and sharing gifts of cigarettes and rations with the enemy. Some have called it the last example of an outdated notion of chivalry between enemies. But this truce, though short-lived, has served as a herald of peace on earth and goodwill for over 100 years. Like the brave and mighty men who went to draw water that David might drink, you served this night in jeopardy of your lives that we would enjoy the fruit of your sacrifice. And so we will raise our glasses in honor of your service, and we will pour out our prayers to the Lord in hope that you would be returned safely to the warmth of your homes and the loving arms of your families who yearn for you this day. My prayer is that in this Christmas tide, that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding and all human endeavor would be the wondrous gift given to you this night and always. Oh, 
the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his course as they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen, on, Comet, on, Cupid, on, Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away, all. <laughs> As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so... Up to the housetop the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, his droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings. Then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. <laughs> Christmas 
Will. Mother calls me Willie. But the fellers call me Bill. Mighty glad I ain't a girl. Rather be a boy. Without them sashes, curls, and things that worn by Funkle Roy. Love to chunk green apples and go swimming in the lake. Hate to take the castor oil they give for belly aches. Most all the time, the whole year round, there ain't no flies on me. But just for Christmas, I'm as good as I can be. Got a yeller dog named Fork. Sit him on the cat. First thing she knows, she doesn't know where she is at. Got the clipper sled, and when the kid goes out to slide, long comes the grocery cart, and we all hook a ride. But sometimes when the grocery man is worried and cross, he reaches at us with his whip and larrups up his horse, and then I laugh and holler, Oh! <laughs> You never catch me, but yes, for Christmas, I'm as good as I can be. Grandma says she hopes that when I get to be a man, I'll be a missionary like her oldest brother, Dan, as was et up by the cannibals that lived in Ceylon Isle, where every prospect pleases and only man is vile. But Grandma... She has never been to see a Wild West show, nor read the life of Daniel Boone, or else I guess she'd know that Buffalo Bill and Cowboys is good enough for me, except just for Christmas when I'm good as I can be. And then old sport, he hangs around the solemn light and still, his eyes, they seem a saying, what's the matter, little Bill? The old cat sneaks down off her perch and wonders what's become of them two enemies of hers that used to make things hum. But I am so polite and tend so earnestly to fears that mother says to father, how improved our Willie is. But father, having been a boy himself, suspicions me when just for Christmas I'm as good as I can be. For Christmas with it lots and lots of candies, cakes, and toys was made they say for proper kids and not for naughty boys. So wash your face and brush your hair and mind your peas and chews and don't bust out your pantaloons and don't wear out your shoes. Say yes, sir, to the ladies, and yes, sir, to the men. And when they's company, don't pass your plate for pie again. But thinking of the things you'd like to see upon that tree, just for Christmas, be as good as good can be. <laughs>
Thank you.
Thank you for having joined us for our World War I Centennial News Holiday Special. Thanks to Rear Admiral Margaret Kibben, Chief of Navy Chaplains. Musicians John Brancy and Pete Dugan, whose song Home for Christmas was included in this mix. You can learn more about them by visiting their website at asilentnight.com. Happy holiday to all of you in 2017 and 1917. From Catherine Akey, our show's line producer, Eric Marr Research, and from me, Teo Mayer, your host. The U.S. World War I Centennial Commission was created by Congress to honor, commemorate, and educate about World War I. Our programs are to inspire a national conversation and awareness about World War I. So we're bringing the lessons of 100 years ago into today's classrooms. And we're helping to restore World War I memorials in communities of all sizes across the country. And of course, we're building America's National World War I Memorial in Washington, D.C. Thank you to the Commission's founding sponsor, the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, for their support. This podcast can be found on our website at www.cc.org cn, on iTunes and Google Play at ww one Centennial News, and on Amazon Echo or other Alexa-enabled devices. Just say, Alexa, play ww one Centennial News podcast. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are both at ww1cc, and we're on Facebook at ww one Centennial. Thank you.